Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Oh, look at that. What did we just see? Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district wide. Online, in app, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly. Hey guys, welcome to Leading Edge Cricket. Another day of zero COVID cases in our little bubble of two. Living life to the full, testing <laughs> negative, staying positive. I'm Rob, this is Rich. Welcome to the podcast. How are we doing, Rob? What's going on? I am very good. Now, huge news to go through today, Rich. Massive, massive news huge. that's been impending. But I know the question on everyone's lips is going to be, you had your mm-hmm. first league game of cricket at the weekend. No, I didn't. Oh, no. You, the other, team, the other team couldn't get a team out. They were terrified, oh. mate. My, they had heard I was making a step down to second team cricket and they must have just gone, hell no. Yeah. Um, or they're just another cricket club that's struggling to attract players and it's bank holiday weekend. So the ones that are available probably all decided to go away for the first opportunity uh, in this COVID time. So COVID not to time. worry. Next week, there's always another game of cricket, Rob. That's the main uh, So you're not by yourself then. So your cricket's cancelled for one reason. Massive yep. international franchise cricket suspended until further notice. It's basically the same thing. I mean, you know, club cricket, <laughs> IPL. I mean, we're all in the same boat, aren't we? So yeah, that's the massive, massive news. We spoke about this a little bit last week. Um, in that we were getting a little bit concerned with uh, with where IPL was going. But the big news today, it broke overnight that IPL has been suspended indefinitely following a number of positive COVID-19 results. Um, I think there was some worries around stadium staff, etc. But then playing squads, Chennai Super Kings, uh, Kolkata and Sunrisers Hyderabad, um, Saha, isn't it? The wicketkeeper, he was the last one uh, to find uh, a positive test. So, it had to had to come, didn't it? The BCCI and IPL put out a joint statement on Tuesday, Rob, 
I won't do a Paul Nixon-esque um, voice for this. I will just read it <laughs> as it should be read. Um, the IPL Governing Council and BCCI in an emergency meeting has unanimously decided to postpone IPL 2021 season with immediate effect. The yeah. BCCI does not want to compromise on the safety of the players, support staff and the other participants involved in organising the IPL. This decision was taken keeping the safety, health and well-being of all stakeholders in mind. These are difficult times, especially in India, and while we have tried to bring in some positivity and cheer, however, it is imperative that the tournament is now suspended and everyone goes back to their families and loved ones in these trying times. The BCCI will do everything in its powers to arrange the secure and safe passage of all participants in IPL 2021. The BCCI would like to thank all healthcare workers, state associations, players, support staff, franchises, sponsors, partners, and all the service providers who have tried their best to organise IPL 2021, even in these extremely difficult times, Rob. Um, so... I'll I'll go straight and it's absolutely the right decision, isn't it? It's probably come a little bit late. And I think when this broke, it was interesting to see that the initial reaction from a lot of people on Twitter was also, it's about time. It's a shame, but it's about time. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. It's very similar to what everyone in the world has done throughout the COVID experience. It's, we'll go as long as we can. And yep. you could see it coming from a mile off. The IPL, we're always going to try and keep going until yeah. COVID kind of infiltrated the system and yeah. then they kind of run out of legs and it goes, oh, now we we do need to do something about it. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely the right decision. I would have liked to have seen it done earlier. And I think one of the, the big things of how they're going to be judged here, because players are going down into lockdown for so many days, have got to test negative so many times, is going to be how do they get the players back to where they need to be, working with other mm. cricket agencies to do that, given that India is so, uh, I guess the term's red flagged by so many governments around the world mm. at the moment. Like, how do they yeah. prioritise these people? Yeah, it, it's such a tricky one, isn't it? Because obviously all around the world, the waves have come at different times. India is hitting that second wave that England, UK hit, you know, pre, pre-December, pre you know, into, and into the new year this year. So, it was almost inevitable it was going to happen, which is why it just seems so just with hope. You know, it's the old thing. Hope isn't a strategy, is it? They were just having a go, you know, yeah. just thinking they'll be fine because we'll be fine. There's, there's no logic or science behind that. It, it's gone around the world and we've seen it in every country where it's been, apart from certain countries that we don't name that seems to just ignore it or have a shield <laughs> around it. Anyway, um, but it was going to happen. So it was inevitable. So they did what they could. But when you see what's going on in the country, there's no way in the world you can continue things at the moment. Um, as for the other countries, Rob, um, ECB spokesman said we're in close contact with players and staff in India as arrangements are put in place for them to return home safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the Cricket Association, Australian News and Windows will all be doing the same in the coming days. Although Australia, I don't think they really, really want to help too much. They've literally shut down travel, haven't they? So I mean, you're going to get some sympathy going out here for the Australian staff, the players, et cetera, or there's about 40 or 50 of them in the uh, IPL at the moment. They're apparently, apparently they're going to follow Michael Slater's, um, good old Slats, as, um, uh, what he's done, basically. <laughs> follow his lead, that's what I was looking for. Decamping to Maldives, Rob. Maldives. Oh. Oh, to quarantine prior to the trip home. If that's, I mean, I could do some quarantining. <laughs> that's fine if I have to go to the Maldives to do it. Yeah, mate. That- so... That's a totally good idea. New Zealand's in a very similar position to Australia, but it's probably less publicised where we've red flagged India. We're not letting residents back into the country from India at the moment. It's all over the news. And I guess the question is where things can change because you can't prioritise one person for another um, just, just because they're a sportsman. However, 
there are cases previously where if someone is representing your country overseas, they, mm-hmm. they're they held at a higher precedent to be able to get them back into the country due to someone mm-hmm. representing New Zealand or um, mm. in, in however way, shape or form, whether it be a politician or a sportsman. So I guess they may be how they try and get around trying to get these people back during a essentially a, a locked border for a, for a lot of people. Mm. It, it, it'd be a surprise if the, I mean, one surprise could be that they actually just come across to England. Yeah. Uh, those from IPL. I mean, jump on the same plane as the guys, you know, from the English guys that are out there still at the moment and come back quarantine over here and then get themselves ready. Whether they'd want to do that, I've got no idea. Whether or not they're, if they're a family or whatever wanted to come with them, they could fly over separate. I don't know, but there, there's, a, there's ways of doing it. I mean, obviously we're mindful of that because you're New Zealand, I'm England. And also with looking at what's ahead in the calendar and what is ahead in the calendar is at the very start of June is the start of a two-test match series between New Zealand yeah. and England. And obviously there are New Zealanders in the IPL at the moment, so they could easily come back with those uh, England players, yeah. couldn't they? And um, yeah, yeah, just set themselves up and get ready and uh, welcome the other squad. Yeah, I think if you're, you're anyone in the IPL at the moment, the English are probably the ones that feel pretty happy. Um, not happy is the wrong term, but we talked about players suffering with COVID fatigue, struggling in and out of just living in real lockdown hotel situations, a lot of time by themselves, away from mm. families during tricky times. The English guys will be, um, between the English and the New Zealanders, they're probably the most happy about returning because they get to return home. And, mm. you know, England's getting in a real better position now with vaccine rollouts and yeah. the country opening up. So hopefully those guys who's had a tough year playing cricket, yeah, they're playing cricket and everyone goes, oh, the sportsman, but incredibly mm. difficult times to be a professional sportsman. Um, and they can go back and have some normality, play county cricket, play T20 Blast. Hell, even play the 100. I don't care. Go and have a good time. <laughs> what, what did he say? <laughs> you mentioned the H word. Yeah, absolutely, though, Robert. I mean, you just want them to get, over, get home as, as quick as possible, get safe. And then it'll be interesting. I think that's what I was probably going on to say about the squads is, is that we'll also have players available for the England squad that we didn't think they would have. So that's going to throw a bit of a spanner in the work of what we was expected to see. Uh, it might have been a good opportunity for England to actually try a few players that they wouldn't usually have had the opportunity to try. Um, so I think as, you know, in some, we, we, we're absolutely in agreement, aren't we? This is the right decision for the IPL. It's such a shame it has happened. It has been giving people some respite. It has been giving them some distraction, some entertainment through the days, uh, but it just cannot continue. And like you said, once it's seeped into the camps, then what do you do? You have to shut down for at least, you know, a couple of weeks anyway, just quarantine the whole competition. Uh, there was some talk in the last 24, 48 hours before this decision was made that they were looking to totally move the whole show across to Mumbai, where there are three stadiums, I believe, um, that they can actually utilise. Some have been used as training grounds, etc. So it would have been a big logistical uh, issue to sort out hotels, training facilities, and also set up the grounds. Uh, so there was going to be a delay, but obviously now that's just been put on the back burner. But at least they have an idea of, of where they could go and how they could set it up uh, if and when they can get uh, get it back up and running. Yeah, and they've talked about um, Dubai. Dubai being a mm. potential location where it could be uh, put into. We spoke last time on the pod. You know, there's obviously the financial implications of running the IPL and the TV yeah. markets, and the broadcast revenue went from first. First one was about 102 million for the for the contract for the year. The last one was 511 million. So it's it's massive, mm. massive money for for these guys, and they will need to find a way to get it on. Dubai yeah. seems to be the place that anytime you go on Facebook and countries are open, everyone's going to. So why why wouldn't the IPL go to Dubai? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, get ahead of it. I mean, the Pakistan Super League might be stealing the spots soon. So, But it doesn't look like the IPL is going to be getting ready to go anytime soon anyway. June, as we've said, there's commitments between England and New Zealand. You've then got to the World Test Championship final being played in England following that between India and uh, New Zealand. You've then got India coming to England and a five-test match series. There's no way in the world that's going to be uh, knocked on the head, is it? So that will be played and that's August, September. So yeah. September, maybe they could look to reschedule. They could get across the UAE. Yeah. They could go to Mumbai if it, if it eases up and which we'd really hope, obviously it does in India. But hey, what are we going to do? Do you know who I feel really sorry for though, Robin, all this? Go on. I'm being snarky here. Obviously I feel sorry for the Indian population and the Indian people. Yeah. Lovely, lovely people that have been and had a lovely time in their country a couple of times. But it's those celebrity, those VIP people that the camera pans in on yep. for hours and hours at a time when you're watching the IPL that sit in there, no mask on probably, you know, with the fans looking all yep. cool and, you know, those people. What are they going to do? Loving life. I don't know, mate, because where do they go? They need they need people to see them, mate. Absolutely. Maybe they'll be sat on their sofas at home just watching telly. It'll be like Gogglebox in India if it's not, if it's not set up already. And they could just have someone on them every so often and they can just like be checking their phone looking cool. So. I I, I'm I'm so out of touch with English TV that my uh, <laughs> my little nephew was ta- niece was talking about Gogglebox the other day and I'd yeah. never heard of it. And oh, Rob, I, what I, are said, you missing? I, I sounded really odd. I went, I went, what's Googlebox? <laughs> <laughs> Granddad. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm at that stage of life, mate, where you do, you're just out of touch and people talking about <laughs> line of duty, and I'm like, what's line of duty? Is it like the bill? <laughs> Sort of, mate. Don't mention that at the moment. That's it. People will be getting upset. They'll be chucking the phone against the wall. They didn't give me a good ending. Oh, you can't. Anyway, you can't give a good ending. Anyway, you can't please anyone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, anyway, where were we when this when the IPL came to its conclusion, Rob? Um, Delhi Capitals were top of the table with 12, but they had played one game more, eight games. And then it's CSK, Raw Challenge, Bangalore, both on 10 points. And then two, the last two years were won by Mumbai Indians. They're in fourth place. Sunrisers, they're having a bit of a shambles. They're a bit of a mess. Only one win in seven games. They've just chucked David Warner to the uh, sideline, haven't they? You're not captain anymore, Davey. Yeah. And you're also dropped as well. Um, so that's not a good situation for Sunrisers Hyderabad. It was going pretty well there you know, for you know, um, England boys. Johnny Bairstow thought it might even get a, you know, be able to join forces again with Jason Roy, that English white ball partnership. But, um, oh, well, <laughs> another day. An- another day, yeah. It-, it has been a good competition. I, do- I don't catch the games live because the 2 a.m. kickoffs out here. So I- I'm not getting up for that. But we have 25-minute <laughs> highlight shows of the games mm-hmm. um, or a 12-minute version. So you can keep across what's what's going on I did see Joss Butler's incredible knock the other day where he banged 124 and there was something that struck me about it he scored a a 50 odd a couple of days previous to that and it was the fact that that 50 was slower than or it was the second slowest 50 he'd scored in (laughs) the 20 cricket and I think what you're seeing from Joss Butler is similar to something like a and the different players a Chris Gale Chris Gale knew knew all he had to do was hit 10 boundaries to score 50 with the way he yeah. plays. So he mm. absorbed a lot more dot balls and was able mm. to get himself in a little bit more because he knew he could go. And I think mm. you're seeing Josh Butler kind of evolve as a cricketer and get a bit more clever about his game going, well, if I do face 60 balls, I'm going to score 120. But if I start to try and go from ball one to ball 10, you know, 
four times out of 10, I might be out under 20 or something like that. So he, he, he mm. seems like he's getting himself in a really strong position. Yeah, he's hit form at the right time in some respects, but obviously <laughs> for the competition now, it's it's a bit of a waste. But maybe he'll bring that back to England, who knows? But yeah, he's he's done a, he's done really, really well of late. I, I believe that was his maiden T2000. Yes, that he hit the that other day, surprised me. Remarkable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so he's hit 254 runs at 36, strike rate of 153. So he's the leading run scorer for English players. Yes, over there. It's not a massive amount of competition when we look at that in a minute. So, but quite a few players have, have struggled in this 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 tournament, Robin. I don't really understand why. But you, you look at some of the names. You know, Dave Warner, Steve Smith, Kane Williams has not had a good uh, tournament. He's been given the captaincy, or was given the captaincy over over Warner for some reasons. Uh, Shimron Hetmeyer, he's had a bit of a poor one. Nicholas Poran, he's had a horrific one. Owen Morgan, the England captain, superstar white ball player. He's only got 90-odd runs, you know, 15. He's captain for them as well, so he's had a poor way. Suresh Rayner, when you're looking at uh, Indian players, there's been so many big names that have struggled in this competition. Yeah. It just seems a bit bizarre. I, I, I can't really put my finger on what's gone on there. No, I'm not, I'm not sure either, mate. The David Milan one struggling is... It surprised me. <laughs> struggling in that he hasn't played apart from one game, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so bizarre. But I, th- I honestly... The, the IPL isn't like playing... Um, and scoring 220 every week. 200 is like a, a big score. There's a lot of 160 mm. to 180 scores. And I yeah. just thought him being given more of an opportunity at Punjab would have been a good thing because he can get himself in and then go. He plays that sort mm. of game. And I just thought for, for someone to bat around in the IPL, he would be exceptional because he would score you 60 or 70 mm. at a 140 strike rate while other guys can come in and play around. So I'm, again, not selector. <laughs> no. So... But I, th- I thought he would have been in a, a better position. I thought Sam Billings would have been given a, a bit of a go. Yeah. You and Morgan failing, I'm going to be honest here. Go on, be honest. And it's not popular. It doesn't Ooh. surprise me because no. the last couple of years, he's streaky and that's not a, mm. to a detriment. That going, he's either absolutely superior and he's mm. on and he's on for a period or when he's not quite on, he comes in down the order and he's got to go. Like, he's just got to go as soon as he gets in. So if you're not in the most sublime form, you're going to get low scores. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, he has batting four or five, hasn't he? So he's been having a good opportunity. Um, it's just a strange one with someone like Owen Morgan. I'm, I've am i never... It's a bad one to say, and I don't like to admit it in public, but I never overly warm to the guy. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. I, I can't put my finger on it, just the way it is. Obviously, the way Alex Hales has been handled in the last couple of years, yeah. you know, initially, fine, whatever. But the last couple of years, it's become a bit of a, a, an embarrassment, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's clearly been led by Morgan. So I, I don't like that um, angle. But coming back to the IPL, when you're only scoring 92 in six games and you're captain you're an overseas player, you're a senior player, you should be doing better. It doesn't matter what competition you're in, whether it's, you know, you're having a knockabout in the uh, under-11s blue-back cricket, or if you're playing in the IPL, he should be scoring runs. Simple as that. Um, someone that is scoring runs, though, Rob, someone we love on this, a mustachioed lefty, Shikadarwan. 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 Delhi Capitals, he's the top run scorer, 380 runs at 54.28. I like that. I like that a lot. And I like the, I like the fact that he's up there again. He, it's good. Yeah. And Harshal Patel though, he's he's the leading wicket taker with seventeen. So again, like I was saying before, it's not the big players necessarily that do, have been doing it in this competition. It's, it's not. I think it's one of the best things about to come out of the IPL. And I guess if 
the hundred is to be successful. It has a similar feel where you get these guys coming in and making big names for themselves on big occasions mm-hmm. against big players with hopefully a big TV audience like the IPL's got. You've got Darwin, KL Rahul, P.P. Shaw, Sanju Samson. They're the top guys. You've got a Faf Plessy thrown in the mixer in the top runs, but they're, they're all Indian guys that are performing. And every year in the IPL, there's some young kid that comes on, has a debut, takes three or four wickets. And everyone's like, wow, this guy. It is the ultimate place to be seen by a billion mm like audience of Indian cricket fans who won't follow their county cricket game in depth or the local T20 competitions. It's this, this is the place. This is the biggest scene that they've got to go and make a statement and go, I'm good enough to go and play international cricket. So I got AB de Villiers out or I did this. Yeah. Wouldn't it be amazing if there was a truly kind of worldwide game um, or tournament that we could have where you, you're seeing those Indian players involved as well. Uh, you know, IPL, obviously, it's the Indian Premier League. They're going to overload, not overload it, but they're going to load it with Indian players. But wouldn't yeah. it be amazing if there was one competition that was just the best around the world? You know, yeah. it, it three, does, it's three, not restricted to yeah. anything. Three, three or four English teams, Kiwi team, Aussie teams. Well, yeah, and, and then just a complete mix of, te- of players. That's what I mean. You know, it might be a team that's got two Indians, a Pakistani, a couple of New Zealanders, a couple of Englishmen, a couple of Aussies all chucked in together, no restrictions on who's who. Just be so good to see, just the absolute best of the best. Yeah. Uh, all mixed together, playing off against each other. Now, that's the 100 competition I'd probably be interested in. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about this while I was on holiday at the weekend, and I was thinking about the evolution of the game. I was like, what would be cool? Because, like, the 100's not not there, but what happens if, like, six-a-side cricket is not mm. big, but... As a pub game, it's really good fun. But you imagine... Dangerous if you're playing it in a pub. Yeah, (laughs) literally playing it in a pub. Watch the top top shelf. One hand, one bounce. um, So so you get these massive celebrities as owners with a pot Mm. of money and a draft system very similar to the IPL, but it's six players each. And they all have to, you know, five overs bowl, one wicket keeper, all all bowl. That could be absolutely an amazing weekend yeah i like it i like it you need to write this down quickly put it in an envelope stamp it <laughs> post it to yourself get a date on it claim it it's your idea claim <laughs> so. it. I, I just thought it might be a, a fun yeah. thing to do at some point and might be quite entertaining it could there's so many different competitions around the world it would just be so good if there was just something where all the stars came to it doesn't matter about restrictions and yeah six aside that'd be so fun wouldn't it maybe that'll get us in the olympics who knows never know mate never know so other england players in the ipl rich some hot some not who's who's really lighting up that we've not touched on yeah i don't want to call it the good the bad and the ugly but it's the good the bad and the hardly played isn't it i mean <laughs> as a few boys have already gone home your liam livingston's joffrey archers etc um first off darwin milani's played one game 26 a runnable 26 Thanks, number one bat. Yeah. Have a nice trip home. Chris Jordan's played a few games, quietly contributed. He's such a key player. Whatever he does, he's just he has that about him, doesn't he? Sam Billings, like he says, not played. Jason Roy's not played. That's not great for, for those guys, but their bank balance is delighted. Um, we mentioned Josh Butler. He's had a really good tournament. He's been steady as you like. Moen Ali, though, he's, he's a man That's clearly enjoying class. his cricket. Love him. He's been given that freedom, hasn't he? And it's sometimes players, no matter who you are, how old you are, you need the confidence of your captain. You need someone to just say, go out and play. I think you're a great player. Uh, Giving the ball at the right times. He's he's took five wickets. That's not a lot, but it's only, you know, 6.16 and over an economy. 
That's amazing. Um, two hundred six runs, a strike rate of one five seven. So it doesn't necessarily mean matter how how many wickets or how many runs he's got. It's what he's doing it at or what he's conceding. So a real confidence boost for him after a bit of a messy year or so, especially over the winter. Yes. Um, you just hope he brings that form back to England. And, you know, World Cup later in the year, if there is a World Cup or where on earth the World Cup may be, uh, Moen Ali puts himself back in the frame for that for certain, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, love him. Great player, great player, mate. Um, yeah. We touched on Bairstow. Yep. Earlier, but Bairstow in the IPL or white ball cricket as a whole the last few years been absolutely insane. And he's doing it again. 248 runs at an average of 41 in that Sunrisers team. The only guy that's really turning up and playing. And you saw how destructive he was a couple of years ago when he was paired up with David Warner at the top of the order and they were going nuts. So his his stock as a white ball cricketer is probably up there with the highest guys in the world. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure he's he's a little bit upset still about the test match yeah. shambles with him, basically, whether he's an opener, he's a three, he's a five, he's a six, he's a seven, whatever. Um, but he's he's got to just embrace what he is now, I think. And and I think if he keeps chasing test match, he, he won't necessarily get there. But I think if he just keeps enjoying his white ball cricket and just keeps keeps playing with freedom, keeps just smacking the ball to the boundary, his, he'll find that love again and he'll work his way back into the form that potentially could get him reselected. He is yeah. 31 now. Yeah. It surprised me when I was looking into it. He's just one of them players that you think is still quite young and he's still on the up, but he's he's actually probably at that point of peak, isn't he? If yeah. not just tipping the bounce and coming down the other side. So maybe white ball is where he sees his future, especially if the England selectors under the new regime, if you like. Now there's no more Ed Smith. Um, maybe he finds that actually that's the way to go. Just go and play some white ball everywhere. Would you like to see him adopt this similar approach to red ball cricket? Because we see him so often get out, uh, particularly in India, just playing around that front pad, not quite sure of how to Mm. attack the left armors. But then you see him play the IPL and he's so clear. He's so Mm. clear. He's got areas on the pitch where he's going to play shots to and he's just, if it's in those areas, it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, we, we tried it with Jason Roy, didn't we? Just go and play your game, your white ball star, go and, go and smack it, go and smack it. And he, he yeah. couldn't get it off the square. Whether or not his mindset completely scrambled or changed, I've no idea. But Johnny Bairstow, as a batsman for England, is not good enough because for whatever reason, he, he changes. Yeah. It seems like he has to have the wicketkeeping gloves for England. He has to bat at six or seven. That's where he gets his runs when he's wicketkeeping and batting down there. When he's batting at three or opening or wherever, he doesn't score runs. So if he was to come back in the England team, it would be given the gloves and he has that freedom anyway. But wouldn't it be lovely to have have seen him with that extra freedom that he seems to play with uh, in things like the IPL? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely would, mate. Sam Curran. Sam Curran. Talking of stock rising, Sam Curran is still a a boy, almost. (laughs) (laughs) When he's he's 45, he'll be a boy. Exactly. (laughs) He's the youngest looking lad I've ever seen. And he's just... He's got something about him, mate, and that when yeah. he peaks in six, seven years' time, is he could be massive. He's prime time, isn't he? He loves it. There's certain players out there that love the spotlight, love the end of innings. He loves get, you know, getting having a chance with the bat, yeah. chasing a score, whatever it might be. So, yeah, he's he's getting a bigger and bigger reputation worldwide, especially in India, obviously, and then it amplifies out from there, doesn't it? Um, we spoke about it before and we'll mention the next guy in a minute, Chris Wokes, who weirdly, sorry, I'll just mention him quickly, five wickets in three games at 16, economy of 7.45, but didn't play after that. Hasn't played after those first three games. 
kept getting English players out as well. Strange, strange, strange. But the reason I bring him into the conversation is that Sam Curran needs to do what Chris Wokes does and Sam Curran needs to go and add five miles an hour plus to his bowling if he wants to be taken, for want of a better term, seriously in an England Red Bull setup. He's not a bowler yet. I don't think you can use him as one of your three seamers if he's only trundling in, <laughs> trundling in him, somebody zipping past my ears, uh, <laughs> at 70, late 70s, 80 mile an hour, he needs to just add that, get up to 85 plus, um, like Wokes did. You know, Wokes got, probably was pushing late 80s, wasn't he, in the end, after being a bit of an 80 mile an hour trundler initially. Yeah, yeah. So. He's, um, he, he's got the potential to be a very, very rich man's Alan Mullally. The fact oh. that he can bat and he's a better bowler. That makes him a rich man to Alan Mullally. It's just because yeah, Alan Mullally was a left armour and he's the only one I could think of from the English. Team. Blonde and wasn't born in England. He's basically Alan Mullally. So, <laughs> Literally so yeah, so, just like him. Exactly. So so it's been good to see the English players do pretty well, but it's been a real disappointment as well to, to not be able to see the likes of David Milan really go out there and show why he's got to number, number one in the world. And yeah. Let's get across from IPL, Rob. Quick update on the PSL, Pakistan Super League. Yeah. Now, this was postponed quite a, quite a while ago due to COVID as well. Obviously, it's a timely uh, time <laughs> to mention this um, because of what's happening with the IPL. But um, there's been a bit of an update as well because basically six franchises have all put in requests to move the competition, basically ASAP, to the United Arab Emirates. Uh, they want to see it through to its conclusion. Um Pakistan, like India, is struggling with a second wave of COVID. So the current plan of getting squads back together on May 23rd is not looking likely unless something absolutely dramatic happens or uh, the move to um, UAE happens. So it could happen. It's interesting to see. And there'll be a bit of a template, won't there, I suppose, for IPL if they can do this. Um, but if they do go and play cricket in, in June in the UAE, in this quite suppressive heat over there, I can't imagine that's ideal. But uh, if it means the, the, the tournament can crack on... yeah then I'm sure they'd want to get on with it. Oh, they, they definitely would, mate. They're going through, or I think they are going through a redraft of players. So it's going to be the most mm. strangest tournament probably ever that you've yeah. got guys starting the tournament, it gets suspended, and then to finish the tournament, there's completely different guys on the pitch. It's, yeah, big time. It, it's a very yeah. strange situation. Part of me does just go, why not just suspend it for the year? Why not just put it on hold? Does it mean that much to get it on, and mm. either financially yeah. or the uh, the presence of the tournament? Maybe mm. they look at it and go, "Well, if we cancel it, it's it diminishes us as a competition." Whereas if we can try and keep up with the mm. IPL and get it on, it's I don't know. I it, it's it's strange. It's just. It's stranger than the IPL, considering there's going to be different players on the pitch. Mm. <laughs> and guys yeah, oh, big seats. time! It's, it's- Absolutely. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't quite sit perfectly, does it? But if, if they want the competition to complete, and the players are happy to go and play, and the players are happy to leave family, etc., and go to another country and live in a bubble and finish this competition, then so be it. Obviously, it's leaving the family, isn't it? When you, your family's not going to be protected in a bubble. That's the problem, you know. That's why people like Ravi Ashwin decided to to make his exit from the IPL uh, when he did. So that's the big question, isn't it? It's all well and good the franchises wanting this to move and want it to continue, but it's whether or not the players and the players' families, etc., want it to happen as well. Um, just a quick update of where we were with this tournament: Karaji Kings and Peshwar's Army were in top spot. Uh, both played five games, won three. 
uh, and Islamabad and Lahore were both on the same point six, but played one game less. So um, worth knowing, Peshwa Zalmi, Saki Mahmood, he was on fire in this competition, Rob. Leading run score by a distance, 12 wickets in five games. So shame he didn't take that into the start of the English summer. Um, so many England bowlers doing so well in the summer. It's a shame that he hasn't been able to really put himself in that test match conversation with a few extra wickets. Yeah, definitely, mate. He'll be he'll be a bit gutted actually because it is. It's again, it's worldwide presence playing in the big franchise mm-hmm. league. Even if it's the Caribbean Premier League, you're still touted as one of the elite that's potentially yeah. good enough to play on a world scale. So. It'll be a bit of kick in the teeth going back to playing county cricket and going, well, I'm averaging 40 with the ball or whatever it is. It's uh, highly, highly disappointing. Yeah, big time, mate. Big time. So let's get get it back into the world of international cricket, Rob. And a very, very quick one I just want to bring up with you. Apparently, without a ball being bowled this week, the ODI and T20 rankings have been updated. So it's an annual update. Never realised this happened. I don't know if it's like an accidental update that you do sometimes on your phone. Oh, I didn't want to do the update yet. (laughs) But basically, it's a who knew it was a thing? You know, but... What it means is that they've eliminated results from the 2017-2018 and given a 50% weight to matches played until May 2020. So that includes England's, obviously, epic 2019 World Cup win. So that means, without any games really being played, England gone from first World Cup holders to fourth, which is quite bizarre. New Zealand are now one. Australia two, India three, England, South Africa four, five. T20, England do retain the top spot. India is a close second spot, followed by New Zealand, Pakistan and Australia. Who knew this was a thing, Rob? Don't have to play cricket to get kicked from first to fourth spot. I, I think it's rough, mate. The, <laughs> my, my viewpoint on this is world rankings should be a four-year period for the format, given that it's four years between a World Cup. And the World Cup should be the start and end point to that ranking campaign. Make it very right. clear, very easy, because it's the four years is always a rebuilding period. You're always trying mm. to get your team ready for that competition. So I feel like that should be what it is. Great news for New Zealand being world number one. I, I really am chuffed for them. But it, and they are a great team, and they do do well, and they do win competitions. Uh, sorry, they don't win competitions. They come second in they Super Rugby. They win competitions. They they win a hell of a lot of games and a hell of a lot of series <laughs> at home, which is what they've predominantly been playing. Um, it, it's it's great. They they beat India. They beat India in New Zealand three 0 Smashed them. Absolutely smashed them. But if you look at the the same period and you, you go back, there's they lost to Australia in Australia, 1-0 in a three-match series. So I, I don't... I like New Zealand being number one. I don't like the system. That's my biggest problem. <laughs> it's going to be all right, Rob. It's going to be all right. <laughs> I feel stressed talking okay. about it. <laughs> I know. I can tell you do. So I'm going to make you have a, feel a little bit more stressed, but then we're going to look forward here. So a little bit more stress. New Zealand. 37-year-old Ross Taylor, not a good age for calves. That's all I'm going to say there. But we've, all, we've experienced our own exploding calves. I have one less. I have one calf a little bit smaller than the other now. It's weird. Just everyone retired from cricket early. It's, it's the best way of doing it. Anyway, first day of squad training ahead of the trip to England. Ross Taylor got, got together and he suffered a grade one calf strain. It's the best type of calf strain, apparently. Um, so he's, he should be okay. He's going to rehab with the squad. Um, what is of concern, and I'm sure you know better than I being over there, Rob, but he suffered a few hamstring niggles towards the end of the New Zealand summer, meant he missed some time against the touring Bangladeshi. So it's it's when you go from one injury to the other, that's when you start having concerns. Hopefully he'll be fit and he'll be able to travel with the 20-man squad that has just been named. Um, we can quickly go through that if you want, Rob. What I'm interested in is if you know who 
the first call-ups are, and uh, the uncapped man as well. So it's Kane Williamson captain, Tom Blundell, Trent Bolt, Doug Bracewell, the uncapped Devin Conway, Colin de Grandholm, uh, Matt Henry, Carl Jameson, Ross Taylor, who we mentioned, Neil Wagner, Henry Harvey Nichols, uh, Ajaz Patel, Mitchell Santner, Tim Southie, BJ Watling, Will Young, who has just hit 100 in county cricket, Tom Latham, Darren Mitchell, and then... Rashin Ravinda and Jacob Duffy, the two men who are getting the first call-ups. Tell me about Rashin and Jacob, Rob. Oh, mate. Um, I want the lowdown. You know these guys personally, I'm sure. He's putting the pressure on. One, I want to say Ross Taylor's going to be a massive miss if he's not playing. He's been instrumental to this team for 105 tests. He averages 40 in England, which is very solid from 17 test matches overseas. And... 2019 average 55. So extremely good player, extremely going to be missed. The squad. So the squad is strong. And there's a Mm -hmm. few names, I think, that guys need to really wrap their head around. One is Devin Conway, who is a South African-born, South African-grown New Zealander. We know them. As soon as you get your PR, you're you're all good, mate. You're keyway. He's been awarded with a central contract. He's been amazing in domestic cricket. Uh, Sheffield, uh, Sheffield Shield, (laughs) Plunkett Shield. and Rotherham Shield. Rotherham Shield and uh, (laughs) T20. But he made his debut three one-day internationals, already scored 100, got a 50. 14 T20 internationals now, 450s, averaging 60. He is, Mm. everyone watching it is going, this guy is... He's the best player. He's up there with being the best player in the country. Let's get him into the team. Um, Rashin Ravinda. So he's Ravindra. Ravinda. He is uh, Indian parents, born in Wellington. So he's uh, fully fledged Kiwi, if that's a term that we want to talk about. Um, <laughs> 21 years old, mate. Now, New Zealand have an opening problem, the same as England have had an opening problem for us since Jesus yes. was allowed in. Hopefully, <laughs> this is the guy that's going to fit it. He's already played 26 first-class games at Good. the age of 21. So that, you know, it's only a 10-game season. So that's three mm. seasons worth. Three centuries, nine fifties, an average of 38.68 is very, very mm. solid. Campbell, mm. a little bit, 22 wickets at 58. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if he does become good enough to open in that team. I'm not quite sure what they're thinking with that lineup at the moment. They have mm. genuinely struggled to fit that opening role. Uh, the Jacob Duffy one is a, an interesting one. He's a different bowler. He's 26, 27 years old, right mm. arm, medium fast. First class, 22 wickets at 22 last year, which is great, but it's not setting the world alight, given that you've got someone like Carl Jameson taking 20 wickets at 10 in a couple of games. Um, 197 wickets at an average of 31. He's a little bit, not journeyman, because it's not like he's moved around mm. loads, but he's just a stock standard sort of guy. Maybe a plug-in in English conditions that might do okay. That's a good shout, actually. But does he carry drinks well? That's the vibe I'm getting for Jacob. I hope Is so. He good? Can he get like, can he run on with two trays of drinks? I'd, I'd hope so. He's, you know, he's playing down in Otago, so... Plenty of drinking. There, so <laughs> hopefully he's all yeah. right. Yeah. The, I'm, sorry, go on. The, the, the guy I think that does need some shouts, and people would have been become more knowledgeable about his impact in cricket because of the IPL, is Carl Jameson. Jameson, mm. this summer was... It's probably unlike any bowler's summer that I've seen before. I, I don't know the actual stats, but he's 36 wickets at an average of 13 in test cricket. Mm. Playing against... Bangladesh playing against the West Indies. 
He's six foot eight. He's massive six foot eight, built six foot eight. He's bowling from about 12 foot in the air. The bounce was ridiculous. So he got all these wickets in in the Plunkett Shield. He got all these wickets in the test match. And then someone in the IPL went, I'll sign you up. He played Mm. T20 cricket for New Zealand and looked way out of his depth. Difference being difference in how you play bowling at T20. T20, um, people just get under it and uh, knock it on its way. Whereas test cricket playing with a straight bat, he was just... Amazing. Yeah. I can't imagine Chris Tremblay ever being a particularly good T20 player. So, yeah, yeah I'm getting a real Tremblay vibes from, from the Very how you describe Jameson. Yeah. He can be interesting to see him. Jameson is that. He's got 150, awesome. averages 56 from six test matches. He's great. Um, so, some of the selections did make me happy. There's, there's Ajaz Patel in the squad. Now, he is a. Indian descent spinner who did very, very well on the subcontinent, but never seems to really get a shot at the test team, even though he topped the Plunkett Shield most wickets three years mm. out of the last four. He's he's class. Um, so I wonder if England, uh, sorry, if New Zealand are starting to think about how England have struggled against spin and going, well, we've got Mitch Santner, who's, who's the next guy off the ranks. Irrelevant if, if he can add more depth to the batting or fielding. Who's the best guy that we could potentially mm. plug in and, and and do it? Yeah, plenty of options, Rob. I think that's what we're saying. And and hopefully in the next week or so, we'll we'll dig into what we think might be an England squad. Yes. Um, if we need to, we can go into a little bit more depth if we want then for, for the for the touring Kiwi squad as well. It's worth just noting as well, it's a 20-man squad initially, but it will be trimmed down to 15 in advance of the World Test Championship final against India on June 19th. Yep. Um, so just to wrap things up, Rob, I think it's good. We used to look in at cricket all over the world. We were trying to follow test series, follow ODI series, way too much cricket being played. So we've tried to trim things down, focus on English game, county cricket, or what English players are doing around the world. Um, but it's, I think it's worth, when a test series has come to an end, we love Red Bull. So I think it's worth us just quickly looking into what's been going on in some of the test series. So there's only there's one being on at the moment, and it's worth just saying Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, they like scoring runs, Rob. They're Massive. big fans of runs, like big fans of runs. <laughs> so Sri Lanka beat Bangladesh, two two test series. They both played in Palakeli, which is near Kandy. Uh, and but yeah, Sri Lanka have won 1-0 basically. And this guy, we want to mention this guy, Praveen Jayawikrama, a 22-year-old left-arm spinner on debut, led Sri Lanka to the victory in the second test. Tenth best debut by any test debutant of 10 for 178 in the game. Six for 92 and five for 86. Best for a Sri Lankan bowler on debut. And when you're being praised by your skipper, Dimuth Karunaratna, who he's the man that really likes runs in this series, when you're being praised by him for the control of his bowling, as much as you're wicket-taking, you know we've got a player on our hands here. Yeah. Yeah. So mate. It's, it's the biggest yeah. thing for a captain, isn't it, at this level? Absolutely. You do get those guys that you're like, oh, I could chuck him a couple of overs, but they're more like you a Sean Tate bowling 100 mile an hour guys, your spinner, you mm. need to, it's not always going to be a turner. So you need someone with control. Like an, actually Giles hardly turned it, but mm. the control he could give Michael Vaughan allowed him to control sessions in a game while keeping the bowlers fresh for certain points to attack. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he bowled 64 overs in the game in, the, in, the, in his one and only test in the second test. So um, <laughs> he must be doing something right. Yeah. Uh, what Don Best would give to be given 64 <laughs> overs in a test match again. Um, worth noting, so the second test that was won, it was won by 209 runs by Sri Lanka. Um, Tiramani, 140. Karuna Ratney, 118. Um, big contributions. But 
Going back onto the first test for a second, Rob, this is what I want to talk about for a minute. Bangladesh, 541 for seven first innings. You're yeah. thinking game on, we're in the game. We're big time. We're going to win this series. Uh, Najwal Hossein Shanto, 163. Momin Hayek, 127. Tammy McBell. We all love Tammy McBell. He got 90 in that game and a 74 not out. But then Dimaf Karunaratne went 541. It's all right. <laughs> but how about 648 for eight? So he got 244 and Dana J. De Silva got 166. <sighs> Run fest. I mean, that's a tough old, uh, tough old uh, five days in the field for whoever was out there at any point. Yeah, that's that's class, mate. There, there was there was some rain thrown into the mixer on that, mm. but it, it kind of reminds you of the the old Sri Lanka India Test match where there was nine hundred scored and ah <laughs> uh, oh, not Jai Award. A couple of the guys put on six hundred and forty for a wicket. Mm. It's got it's got that sort of flat yeah. vibe thrown into the mixer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time, mate. Big time. It is, but it's great to say. I mean, Dimuth Kuruneratne, he, he came to Test Match Cricket a little bit late, didn't he? But he is just, he's one of the best around at the moment. Um, and he's just so consistent as well. You know, he follows up his 244 with his 118 and then 66 in the next game. So he's just had a, an incredible series. Uh, a short series, obviously, but it's great to see uh, cricket being played around the world. It was amazing over the winter to be able to watch England playing in uh, against Gaul, wasn't it? Against Gaul. At Gaul. At Gaul. See yeah. that sunshine. See that four. It was ma- just marvellous. And I'm just such a big fan of Sri Lanka. So it was great to see that. It's great to see them get the win. Decent effort from Bangladesh, though. Um, you know, yeah. wickets being taken. You still got your, your, your Tammy McBell. Um I mean, what more can you say, really? Where did Bangladesh go, mate? Because they've been 20 20 years, 25 years as a test nation. I might be extending things for roundness. You must be. But they they beat West Indies in 2018-19 at home. And they have beat West Indies away, their only test match away win in 2009. This is taking Zimbabwe out of the conversation. They have not won any other series, and there's been 40, 50 series. That is brutal. I would have expected them to pick up a couple of wins maybe mm. um, against Test Nations at home, but they just never get it across the line. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the plan is going forward with who's playing who, but you would hope that Bangladesh will be playing you know, opportunities against the likes of Ireland, maybe, against Zimbabwe, perhaps, yeah. and you know, Afghanistan, you know, for example. And then pushing on and also playing against, you know, West Indies or whoever. I mean, get them over to England. Let's get England back over to there, whatever it might be. Um, they need to keep playing. They need to keep pushing. And, then, you know, there's, there's players that have contributed in this series. Like we said, Nigel Hassan Shanti. You don't get 163 unless you're a good player, but they need those players. If it's him or others or younger players coming through, they need those superstars to develop. Yeah. Tammy McBell was the name. Everyone knows the name Tammy McBell because he's played around the world, hasn't he? But they need those players so they can hang the the country's hopes or <laughs> hang the team on those stars, like Sri Lanka did with the likes of Vars and Jai Wardner and you know, Jai Sarir, etc. That's what Bangladesh now need in order to just like jump them onto that next level yeah. uh, where they can contribute and, and start making some headway into those rankings because they've they've always been there or thereabouts at the bottom, haven't they? It's quite it's quite interesting. It's I got a little bit of Pakistan esque around it where if they get someone, they put them in when they're potentially not ready because there's there's mm. it's like this guy's 20 he scored a few runs in domestic cricket chucking him what i would like mm. to see is and it might mean taking a hit for a couple of years is taking the guys that are 20 that might average mm. 25 in test cricket and not be quite good enough and he send them to australia 
make the mm. country make an investment. Send them to Sydney. Go and play some great cricket. Yeah. Learn to play on those Down. wickets. Go and yeah. spend a, a, a summer in England and play on some some wickets down there. Like make yeah. investments in the players' longevity of their career to get a better roundedness to play Test cricket because they always yeah, start. So, like, yeah, it's identifying them really early as well, isn't it? It's the ones that played a little bit of first class in Bangladesh that might not have even got anywhere near the test side yet. But they, they, you've got to start putting that plan in place, haven't you? To say, right, identifying this talent, this is the person we want to make sure, you know, get him into the England team. You know, yeah. It's what England do, isn't it? If you, you, you play England 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 19 Lions, you're going to play for England. That's what they want to do. You, you'll find a lot of these players don't come from nowhere in the English system. They know them. They've been through all, this, all the year age groups. That's what teams need to do. Obviously, difficult. It depends what funding they've got in different countries and what infrastructure. But if you can identify that talent when they are 18, 19, get them across to England, somewhere like that, or Australia, play a bit of decent club cricket, get to know this, the you know the world, big world and <laughs> different situations and different conditions, they can then go back, like you say, more rounded players and, and hopefully you know, hit the ground running when they do finally uh, start playing international cricket. But that's what they need. Sri Lanka, look like they've been going for a bit of a transition, haven't they? But it's good to see that they have got players that have made big performances in this uh, in this little series. Um, Bangladesh needs to just grab those names. There's some good names, good contributions in this. And if those guys can just keep going on and keep pushing them forward, bring some young players through, you know, hopefully they can uh, keep pointing in the right direction. Yeah, uh, good points, mate. Good points. So remember, guys, this podcast is split out into two this week. There's this one dropping now, which you are listening to, which is absolutely brilliant. So much going on, IPL, PSL, uh, Test Series, New Zealand, England, all that sort of jazz. So put in the, the world sort of news into one, and then the subsequent podcast will be the County Cricket uh, wrap-up, which we'll record tomorrow mm-hmm. as long as my diary doesn't change for the 74th time this week. Tell your Thank friends. you Come on. so much for listening, guys. If you listen to the end, please leave a like if you are watching on YouTube. Subscribe if you are brand new around here. I might even say that at the start of the next one so more people get to listen to it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. <laughs> Goodbye from me. Goodbye from Rich. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.